0: all leading to a pair of giant, silver-plated doors, themselves dwarfed by the sheer façade of the biggest single building in Adro. Adamant listened for the soft footfalls of patrolling heelmen. It was said the king's personal guard were everywhere in these gardens, watching every secluded corner, muskets always loaded, bayonets fixed, their grey and white sashes sombre among the green and gold splendour. But there were no footfalls, nor were the fountains running. He'd heard once that the fountains only stopped for the death of the king. Surely he'd not have been summoned here if Manhooch were dead. He smoothed the front of his jacket. Here, next to the building, a few of the lanterns were lit. A figure emerged from the darkness. Adamat tightened his grip on his cane, ready to draw the hidden sword inside at a moment's notice. It was a man in uniform, but little could be discerned in such ill light. He held a rifle or a musket, trained loosely on Adamat, and wore a flat-topped forage cap with a stiff visor. Only one thing could be certain. He was not a heel man. Their tall, plumed hats were easy to recognize, and they never went without them. "'You're alone?' a voice asked. "'Yes,' Adamat said. He held up both hands and turned around. All right. Come on. The soldier edged forward and yanked on one of the mighty silver doors. It rolled outward slowly, ponderously, despite the man putting his weight into it. Adamat moved closer and examined the soldier's jacket. It was dark blue with silver braiding. Adran military. In theory, the military reported to the king. In practice, one man held their leash, Field Marshal Tamas. "'Step back, friend,' the soldier said. There was a note of impatience in his voice, some unseen stress, but that could have been the weight of the door. Adamant did as he was told, only coming forward again to slip through the entrance when the soldier gestured. "'Go ahead,' the soldier directed. "'Take a right at the diadem and head through the diamond hall.' Keep walking until you find yourself in the answering room. The door inched shut behind him and closed with a muffled thump. Adamant was alone in the palace vestibule. Adram military, he mused. Why would a soldier be here, on the grounds, without any sign of the heelmen? The most frightening answer sprang to mind first a power struggle. "'Had the military been called in to deal with a rebellion? "'There were a number of powerful factions within Adro. "'The Wings of Adam mercenaries, the Royal Cabal, the Mountain Watch, and the great noble families. "'Any one of them could have been giving Manhooch trouble. "'None of it made sense, though. "'If there had been a power struggle, the palace grounds would be a battlefield, "'or destroyed outright by the Royal Cabal.' Adamat passed the diadem, a giant facsimile of the Adran crown, and noted it was in as bad taste as rumour had it. He entered the diamond hall, where the walls and floor were of scarlet, accented in gold leaf, and thousands of tiny gems, which gave the room its name, glittered from the ceiling in the light of a single lit candelabra. The tiny flames of the candelabra flickered as if in the wind, and the room was cold. Adamet's sense of unease deepened as he neared the far end of the gallery. Not a sign of life, and the only sound came from his own echoing footfalls on the marble floor. A window had been shattered, explaining the chill. The result of one of the king's famous temper tantrums? Or something else? He could hear his heart beating in his ears. There! Behind a curtain, a pair of boots? Adamat passed a hand before his eyes. A trick of the light. He stepped over to reassure himself and pulled back the curtain. A body lay in the shadows. Adamat bent over it, touched the skin. It was warm, but the man was most certainly dead. He wore grey pants with a white stripe down the side and a matching jacket. A tall hat with a white plume lay on the floor some ways away. A heelman. The shadows played on a young, clean-shaven face, peaceful, except for a single hole in the